0: I was looking recently for a book about reading, specifically for a book about reading novels. There's a surprising number of books like that. I was looking for a specific book, couldn't remember the name of the book, couldn't remember the name of the author, and I ran across a different book that I had never heard of called How to Read a Novel, by Caroline Gordon. I'm looking in the book now because I want to say it was published in the 50s. 1953. That must have been some of the material. First published in 1957. And Caroline Gordon, I don't know much about her. I don't know if I'd ever heard of her. She's a novelist from Kentucky, I believe, who uh, was friends with Flannery O'Connor. And I believe there's a volume of their correspondence out there that you can buy. In any case, I have been taking my time reading this because it's so enjoyable. I want to savor it. And right off the bat, Miss Gordon talks about people who don't like certain things an author has done in their book in terms of what the characters are like. People who do bad things, essentially, or immoral things. This is still a problem today. It may be more of a problem today. I think it's probably more widespread. The hip people, the cool people back then, would have laughed at that because they would have known that that's a very... Square way of looking at it It's the cool people today the hip people today who want likable characters and Get upset when characters do morally repugnant things I'm gonna read a paragraph from this first chapter because it really resonated with me she says the reader who wants to read understandingly, whether he is reading War and Peace or the admirable detective stories of Raymond Chandler, must perform an act of self-abasement. He must lay aside his own opinions for the time being and ask himself not why Mr. Chandler or Count Tolstoy didn't write the kind of book he would like to see them write, but what kind of book they have actually written. That is, he must try to understand what the fiction writer has accomplished before he allows himself to express to express an opinion on how or why he went about accomplishing it. End quote. This is a problem not just for the novelist; it's a problem for the songwriter as well, for the scriptwriter, for the playwright, even for the painter and the sculptor. It's a fundamental misunderstanding of what art is and what it's trying to accomplish. So, for instance, when you are in a band for any length of time and have released an album that has been you know, reasonably successful... You can never live up to that for some people because some people expect you, in a way, to kind of do variations on that album over and over and over again and to give them that same experience, which can't be done and shouldn't be attempted. And not only that, but if you, if you do attempt it, they're not going to be happy with it anyway. What they want is something that they can't have, that you can't deliver, nor should you try. And a lot of the time, when you see people taking the attitude, oh, the band's early stuff was better, often it's just a matter of them not being willing to listen to what the songwriter and the band is trying to do now. It's always referenced to what they, the listener thinks the songwriter and the band should be doing based on what they've done in the past. And that's about as objectively wrong a way to think about music as you can imagine, to think about any art. So, So it's true you need to understand, first of all, what the writer or the songwriter or the playwright or the screenwriter is trying to accomplish. What are they trying to do? Then you can judge if they did it effectively or not. But when you're you're basing it on uh, the superficial or when you're basing it on what they've done in the past, you're making assumptions that are almost certainly incorrect. I think there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who want life to be interesting and people who want life to be, if not easy, at least predictable. And I'm sympathetic towards the latter, kind of people. Because I don't like change. I hate change. I thrive on order and structure. I like to know that certain things are going to happen at certain times. I have a fairly regimented schedule. It works great for me. So I get wanting things to be predictable. And yet, I'm ultimately on the side of the people, and we're a minority, the people who want life to be interesting. And there are many different ways you can look at this. There are many different ways you can think about this. There are many different angles you can take. But I think for me, and especially in today's culture, it comes down to ideology. It comes down to having to make a decision. If you want life to be interesting, then you have to dispense with ideology. If you want life to be predictable, it's never going to be. But you can work at it. And in order to work at it, you have to be essentially beholden to ideology. You have to believe things about not only the people you disagree with, but the people that you agree with politically, on political and social issues. You have to believe that your enemies are evil. You have to stamp out nuance. It can't exist in your world. Nuance makes things uncomfortable, unpredictable. If you meet somebody who is very anti-abortion but uh, who is also very uh, much in favor of uh, increased government spending on social programs, you're going to have to wrestle with something that's probably at this point in your understanding beyond your capabilities. Because the first thing that happens when you embrace ideology as a way of life is your brain cells start to die off. I mean that metaphorically, of course, but you stop questioning. You only talk to people who already agree with you. So you not only don't know your opponent's argument... And you're not only, because you don't know it, ill-prepared to argue against it and to defend your own point of view, because why would you? You never have to defend your own point of view. Everybody already agrees with you. You kind of speak in shorthand. So not only that, but your intellectual capabilities in general degenerate. You get bad at thinking. If you think life should be interesting, then by definition, you realize and have to accept that life is going to be very uncomfortable sometimes, that you're going to find out that what you thought was right maybe wasn't so right after all. You're not only going to have to question the world, you're going to have to question yourself and what you believe and why you believe it. And you're going to have to open yourself to people, not just new experiences, new people. You have to talk to people and actually listen to them. When you do, you'll find out that the people who are non-ideological or less ideological, at least, because we probably all are to some degree, you'll find that they're, they can be very interesting people. You'll find that people have very interesting stories. Everybody has at least one story from their life that's fascinating and pretty unique. So I'm on that side because it's uncomfortable. It's uncertain. And... It goes against everything I want in terms of security and structure and predictability. But that's life. That's how you get life. When you go the predictable route, the ideological route, you die slowly. You're not really living. You're, you're living in a bubble, which isn't really living. And for me, the most obnoxious part of ideology is that it destroys art. Or more accurately, it replaces art with something else, propaganda. Any creative endeavor that occurs serves a political purpose or a socio-political purpose, and that's at odds with art at odds with the purpose of art. Ideology and art don't mix. You cannot serve both God and mammon. There are a lot of people who think you can't. Those people are wrong. You can't. Those, those two forces are in eternal opposition. And when you try to put them together, there is an inevitable power struggle and... If you insist on the ideology, it will win every time, and art will go away, and it'll be replaced by propaganda, and you'll call it art. And it might be pretty to look at or listen to, although often it's not at all, and we're supposed to overlook its many uh, its many f- obvious faults and flaws because it has a good message. But really, it's a political version of a comic book movie. That, that's essentially what you're turning art into. You want it to be something safe and comfortable and predictable, it's, a, it's, its it's comfort food. It makes you feel good. But art isn't supposed to make you feel good. That's not its function. It's supposed to look at the world and reflect it. It's not supposed to report on it. It's supposed to reflect it. And if your art isn't doing that, it's probably propaganda. And we see it more and more in fiction, I have a very hard time reading modern fiction, even stuff that I'm really supposed to like, that's supposed to really appeal to me, because I find myself being asked essentially to overlook some tremendous flaws in in the work because the message is good. But I usually don't get to the message because I usually put it down and stop reading it because it's poorly written. And a lot of it is is, and this is regardless of left or right ideology. It's it's across the board from what I've seen. A lot of it is uh, due to this idea that uh, that art is or should be all about the personal. I've talked about this before at length, and if you've paid attention to me, you're tired of hearing it by now. But I feel like I've got to continue to repeat it. Right. I'm not exactly the lone voice in the wilderness crying out, but I may not be that far from it. I certainly feel like it sometimes. And, of course, how we feel is what's really important, isn't it? It is. That's what we think art is supposed to be. It's about self-expression. But I don't care about you. Uh, No offense. I don't care about you. I don't know you. I've never met you. I've never spoken to you. And you're, you want to impose on my time with your art? I'm afraid not, my friend. I'm afraid not. That's a one-sided conversation, and I'm not interested in being part of it. That's not what art is meant to do. That's, that's masturbation. That's not art. Art is about the universal, and art is about reflection, not reporting. That's all I have to say this week. I suppose I could talk about some of the things in the news. I don't feel like it. If you want to know what's going on in Afghanistan and what the different reactions are, go to Twitter. I'm sure how I feel about it is represented there somewhere among the many, 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 many people offering up their hot takes on it. And the same goes for anything else going on in the news. So we'll leave it at that for today. As always, I enjoy my time with you. And I would note that even this podcast, which is certainly not art by any stretch of the imagination, still shouldn't be entirely one-sided. You can comment on the podcast page. There is a way, I'm not entirely sure how, but people have done it, to send me emails through the Substack page. If you want to, you can. In fact, if you'd like to, we can do an AMA next time if I actually get any questions, whether you want to email them or leave them as comments. I'm not going to answer everything. My guess is I'm not going to answer anything because I've got very few listeners. I think the last podcast had about 650 views. So out of those views... I don't know how many listens there were, and then out of those listens, I don't know how many people actually listened to the end. So I really don't have a very good idea of how many listeners I have, and a very, very small percentage of the people who listen are going to have questions, so I probably won't do it next time, but it depends on you entirely. If you want to AMA, go ahead and AMA, but that doesn't mean I'm going to answer anything and everything. I'll try to stick to the things that are interesting. And if not, I'm sure I'll have something else to talk about at that point. So until next Monday, have a wonderful week. Remember, I love you all very much. So long.